Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. What are some of the emotions that you remember being the most prominent when you were going through your divorce, specifically in the first six months? Um, without question, fear. I dealt with so much fear around, I mean, even just parenting on my own. So not only was I learning who I am and what Kelly thinks about certain situations, I, I was going to have to discipline by myself and I was going to have to deal with, you know, having little girls, they're emotional. They come home from school and someone's hurt their feelings or, or the teacher's been mean, you know, doing all of the support system parenting role for my kids by myself. Oh, it created a lot of fear at first. I, I felt confident that, and, and excited even to go out into the world on my own and go on this journey. I, I really had moments of being so excited. I could barely stand it once once i was free to do that but with with the kids there i was nervous i was nervous about um what their their home life experience would be like with me without him there um i did have a great example my mom did single mothering for uh eight years Mm -hmm. and she was very careful who she brought into our lives and she found really beautiful ways to discipline us that were um, strong and she was super present there, but she had all of the maternal love there that was met with it. And she did both roles and I felt confident I could too, but it was navigating what that looked like for me. And that was a little a process to, to just explore what that would be like. So fear. Fear is devastating. It is intense. Oh my God, it's, it mobilizes you. But when you recognize it and then you push forward, it's the what's on the other side of it is just so rewarding. So rewarding. And you find out really quickly that most of the fear is just that. It's just worst case scenario thinking um, that once you live it and you make mistakes and you learn from them and it soothes, you know, it soothes so that what you end up happening is, is having is something way more potentially much bigger than what I ever, who I could have showed up for my kids with my ex. It would have been really hard. I mean, we have nights where we're, they're jumping on the bed and they're doing these wild slow motion videos. And, you know, if, if my ex and I had still been together, I, I would have been cooking dinner and trying to have it on time. You know, there would have, so much missed opportunity for just really connecting by myself with my kids that would have been, would have been different. I would have tried to do it, but if you're in a marriage that's on structure of, you know, he want, he did want, want dinner. He did want the laundry done. He did, you know, he had, he had certain expectations that when I could live on my own and meet my own expectations, I wasn't, I could show up with lighter way more um, myself and that was the most incredible feeling in the world what are your thoughts on that on the routine 
I think that when we get married, there it, it a natural routine happens, right? Like you said, like dinner or laundry or like the day-to-day, which is monotonous and it's routine and it sucks and it doesn't really benefit anybody. And when you get together, that's not how it is. You know, you're you're completely like adventurous and outside the box. Like, do you think that that's something that, that couples when they're together maybe should speak about or should like really not put so much pressure on each other for that. Sure. I agree. Um, since learning about personality, mm-hmm. you find that there are people that thrive on structure to the degree that to feel secure in the world, they just need it. Like something's missing if we're not eating dinner at six o'clock or um, that, I mean, all, you know, all of the, the more type A, I'm very type B, I'm very free spirit. Um, and I'll, I, I do thrive in, in structure, but I also get very frustrated when I can't just live fully what is right for me in the moment. And if I feel like someone else has a lot of expectation around structure, it can be really hard on me. I can, I can, it can cause conflict for me personally. Um, but, you know, there are some people with, if both people love it and they are comfortable in it and it doesn't cause problems for them, then, you know, I can see that, that that's a great way to be. But if one person does and one person doesn't, then a lot of compromise kind of has to happen so that both people get to be who they really are in the relationship and don't feel shamed or in some way, like they're not participating as a great wife if they don't do exactly what the other person expects. And I think that's when you can get into some tough stuff. What do you do when you do feel that shame? Like what would you, or how would you handle it now, as opposed to before? Cause before obviously it didn't sure. work. Right. Yeah. I didn't have a clue about it. Um, just speak your truth. If you can to the to in a way that the other person can truly hear your wise and what's important to you and find compromise. It's a tough thing. And I've been in a relationship where we just, we really had such a hard time. I am an artist. I'm a very creative spirit. And with that comes a love for freedom and a love for spontaneity and let's be where we're at right now. And he was way, he didn't have, he didn't have space for that kind of thinking. And we found though I tried to explain my why and explain um, how, how I thrive and how I am healthiest in my life, that what did not compute to something he could understand. And it ultimately caused us to know that one of us would have to change greatly to stay together. So we, you know, decided to go separate ways, but it's, that's a, a really important thing when you're dating to a little bit sense into how different are we really? And what are our expectations on each other um, that maybe doesn't work for the other person? So how do you honor yourself now? Like when, when you feel that something's not going where you're self-expressed, what do you do to, to notice it? What do you do to change it, to create you know, so that you are self-expressed because at the end of the day, you know, you deserve to be self-expressed regardless of whoever you're with. As a matter of fact, whoever you're with should, you know, embellish and, and, you know. Honor it. Absolutely. Um, so I'm remarried and like any first year while you're married, there is these shifts 
uh, from dating to marriage, but we were friends first and we know who each other are. We, what can happen for me is I don't notice it right away, but I will start, I actually feel anxiety when I'm under some sort of pressure that's not comfortable for me. Um, and my very first reaction to that is to like a little bit want to step back and, and hide from it. But as time has gone, I found that what really works best is to notice that I'm anxious and to try to give reason to it, some kind of language that I can talk to him about. And the moment that these conversations truly start to where he's hearing me and I'm hearing him just based on trying to be loving to each other. We, we really work it out pretty quickly. We're, we're very similar, but we have big differences. And if that shows up to where I feel stifled or even sometimes like not like he fully gets what my experience is. And so he'll make almost assumptions on my life um, I just try really hard not to energetically like mind, mind meld with him. I will, sometimes I'll start to behave differently because of that energy that I feel, then I'll feel anxiety and then I'll start to work out what exactly is going on for me and then have a conversation with him. So again, like all human relationships, everything we do in life, that conversation, what you and I are doing right now having conversation is the most important thing and trying to authentically communicate with your partner around what, where your struggles are and what you're, you're working out in, in yourself. So now me talking to the life coach side of your brain, how would you advise somebody if they're trying to do that, but met with opposition, met with indifference or met with, you know, lack of communication or no interest what do you, what would you say to that person? So it's, it's a couple of things. Um, the biggest thing that you have to watch for is that as you're speaking your truth or as you're communicating to the best you can of what your experience is with another person, that you don't hide yourself or even find yourself going into emotions like anger or, um, or even prideful feelings as you're trying to communicate, because that will really harm the, the, the truth that you're trying to speak. So if you're met with resistance, you're met with their defenses, whatever they are, and people, so many different styles of defenses, especially if, if you're to say to another person, I don't like it when you blank, or you make me feel this way, there's an immediate, there's most likely an immediate defense that they will give you. And really just trying not to absorb that, just try to stay centered in your truth and, and feel that love in your heart for the other person so that because they feel that they can drop their defenses and they can, that you will have way more, it will be way more likely that they'll want to work with you or want to hear your story about how you're experiencing things if, if, there's, if their defenses aren't super high. So when they feel your love and they feel your groundedness to that authentic truth, there is a more, um, there's a, a truer conversation that can, that can happen. So staying, slowing down 
and feeling that love that you have for the person as you're speaking. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.